Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like a full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. All from TireRack.com. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Remember all those big dreams you used to have and then life made other plans? With a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, it's time to bring those dreams back. Start your own business or commit to van life with a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. Now, you could win the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Mode 4x4 that we have. Enter the Dan Patrick Show Ultimate Camping Rig Sweepstakes. To enter, get official rules. Visit danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com. Have to do it by February 2nd for your chance to win. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Hey, welcome in. This is the All Ball Podcast. I'm Doug Gottlieb, and I'm joining you actually from Super Week. And, you know, I, I thought about how to put together a Kobe podcast. Next week we'll have – I've reached out to a couple other people, and, um, I, I, you know, we have some really good guests lined up to talk some more Kobe. But I want to share with you guys a couple of things because, uh, one, I think it's cathartic. Two, I, I kind of got to know him. And, and, and honestly, he, was, he actually had asked me to come on this podcast. And this is a weird thing in our business. You know, when you make a friend, and Kobe and I weren't always friendly or friends or whatever. Like, I didn't really know him. Um, it, it, like, we're like ships passing in the night. Like, Los Angeles, is, Orange County is my hometown. Yet he moved into Newport Beach when I was, you know, I was away at college and then playing overseas. And, you know, for the first, what was it, 12 years out of college, you know, there's 2000, 2012, 
I didn't live in Southern California. I barely vacationed in Southern California. Just my in-laws are in Oklahoma. We were we were East Coast or traveling. I would we'd come out maybe once a year, but you know I I didn't though I'm a native Los Angelino or native or, of Orange County. I didn't, um, you know he he kind of dug roots in Orange County that I had already had and maybe had been uplifted a little bit. So anyway. Um, I, I just here's kind of the my Kobe Bryant story as we all kind of collectively grieve. And I think the grieving is multi-layered. You're grieving the loss of Kobe Bryant. You're grieving, you know, for many people, a basketball hero. I think what he become is an iconic figure um, in the American sports lexicon in coming back from personal failures. Right. Professional failures. And he was the picture of what, what, what work ethic is supposed to be. Right? Like, what's amazing about Kobe Bryant is he's known for this mama mentality. And there's a bunch of different ways in which people look at the mama mentality. But he's known for something in terms of his work ethic that goes counter to the stereotype of the son of a professional athlete. Right? Normally, the son of a professional athlete is supposed to be somebody who acts entitled. And there's there was some entitlement there. There was some arrogance there. There was a lot of confidence there, obviously. But I, I think what's, um, what's, what's fascinating about it is, like, how many sons of NBA players don't work that hard because they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth, you know, born on third base and thought they hit a triple. Like, that wasn't Kobe Bryant. He, he didn't just want to make the NBA – he wanted to, he wanted to, he wanted to rip everybody's heart out. That, that's what he wanted to do, and he wanted to just get better and better and better. And didn't want to be an NBA player. He wanted to be the best NBA player. So here's my Kobe Bryant story. When I was at CBS, um, I was driving home one night when the Eric Garner story kind of reached a peak. Right, that was the I can't breathe movement. And so a lot of, like, what happens, I think, with Twitter, with social media, is that we tweet from, like, our perspective, our time, our moment, thinking everybody else sees it that way because that's our egocentric way of using social media to, to like, display our own kind of arrogance and egocentric nature, right? Does that make sense? Like, so I'm driving home through Manhattan, and I think I either had a dinner or I was avoiding traffic. I can't remember how I got caught on, like, I'm going to say 8th Avenue. Or, uh, is that 8th Avenue, right? 8th Avenue? Yeah. Um, but 8th Avenue became shut down because there was a march marching across 8th Avenue with the I can't breathe, you know, I can't breathe movement. And, like... Look, I'm, no one's pro-police brutality that I know. Um, I knew a little bit about the story. I knew that there was, there was a lot to it, right? I just remember feeling super unsafe, super unsteady, just because I was a white dude in a, I think I was in a GMC truck at the time. And I'm like, there's like people surrounding the car and like banging on the windows. And I was like, what, what, what? I didn't do it. I'm just... I'm trying to drive home. Now, I'd also carry, and this is like a far field, but like, look, my childhood, 1991, there was the LA riots, and I remember dudes getting hauled out of trucks and the shit kicked out of them, right? And I'm like, what, what, what happened here? So I, I mentioned the, the, the march and the people pounding on my windows and my car and kind of feeling super unsafe. And like, I remember calling my wife, like, I mean, I'm coming home, but, like, I just got to wait till this thing dies down before I, they open up 8th Avenue. And she's like, what do you mean open it up? And like, they're having this massive, massive march. It's just going on, you know, three, four, 5,000 people walking across 8th Avenue. I don't know. They're walking to Times Square or where they're walking to. Anyway, um, so I got home. I think it was that night or maybe the next night. And if you remember, the Lakers were playing, I'm going to say, I don't remember where they were playing. Were they playing the Heat and LeBron was still on the Heat, I think? And they all had I Can't Breathe shirts on. I remember, I, I distinctly remember Kobe and LeBron with I Can't Breathe shirts. And 
I can't breathe while the idea behind it is to end police brutality, right? The guy was selling cigarettes outside a liquor store, for Christ's sake, and he lost his life. Like, it's crazy. So anyone who's reasonable is like, you know, I don't know what the punishment should have been for a guy who's repeatedly selling bootleg cigarettes, but dying is not even on the, the, the list of things, right? On the other hand, like when you hear more about the story, it was, it was the liquor store owner who's, you know, doing trying to do things the right way and sell his own cigarettes. And Eric Gardner out front had been told to move who knows how many times he had moved. Like, what do you do if you're a cop, right? You're much smaller than a guy. He doesn't want to move. He's a gigantic man. He's like a known person personality, and he's not obeying your orders. Like, what do you do? I mean, I guess you probably just could have pepper sprayed him and moved him, right? Is that right? That's a nonviolent way. I don't believe anybody's ever died from pepper spray, a little, you know. So, you know, it looked like a chokehold to me. And then, you know, the reports are that he and he had obviously had a weight problem, so he had a heart attack. And then, I mean, the bigger thing was if you again, my memory of this is pretty. Uh, pretty thorough. I believe the bigger thing was that when the paramedics came, like he's just laying there, nobody performed CPR for however long, right? There's a there's a, a layers there's a layers to any story, but I do think that there was a a good portion of people that put on the I can't breathe shirt, and the message was fuck the police. It just was. Now look, I grew up listening to NWA. I've had anybody who's had a run-in with a, with a cop who's just a jerk, who's, you know, who's feeling himself a little bit. He's got the badge. He's got the gun. He's the tough guy. On the other hand, I'd like to believe we live in a country where the greatest, highest percentage of police officers are really just there, you know, to keep the peace, to do their job, to go home safely and collect good benefits, right? Like, let's be reasonable. So I was – I just – I felt like especially the class of NBA players. Now, they're not all this way, but look, NBA players, many of them are, in fact, protected by police. And Kobe was the perfect example. I had lived when I first moved to California, and I believe that was during the uh, before the I Can't Breathe movement, right? 2012, 2014, I was living in, in Orange County. And 2012 and 2013, I was living in Irvine, right on the border of Newport Coast, which is where Kobe lived. I would go to the same Starbucks and Cove would just pull up and not even park like, you know, right out in front tinted front window. Like in California, I, I rolled up in my car. I had tinted side windows, like passenger side, driver side. I got pulled over like three, four times. Finally, I had to get the tint peeled off, tick me off. Like he had like limo tinted front. Now I'm not disputing that Kobe Bryant is a completely different realm of anybody else in the world in terms of superstar. But like, Look, dude, you're kind of part of the protected class. You live behind a gate. Nobody would ever mess with Kobe Bryant, especially, and that's why he lived in Newport, Newport Coast at the time was my belief, was because he was part of the protected class. So, like, a protected class of people wearing a fuck the police shirt, I felt like was a contradiction. And so I had some tweet. I don't really remember what it is. I'm sure I could Twitter search. You probably could Twitter search if you want. And it was like, hey, how ironic Kobe Bryant, who lives, you know, you know does what he wants, Lives behind a gate. He's the one criticizing the police who protect him every day so that nothing ever happens to Kobe. I tweet it. It doesn't go over well. You know, Twitter already fucking hates me. Um, And so now I become like a racist, which I'm not. And I'm a racist. I'm this. I'm that. I'm a right winger. I'm pro cop. I'm anti black people. Black lives matter is all that matters. I became Blue Lives Matter. I don't even know. I, I just kind of figured I, it was just a, I'm a sports guy. It was a sarcastic kind of caustic sports tweet. It's one I specialize in. So uh, Jason Whitlock at the time actually texted me like, what, what are you doing? This is not a place to joke. And I was like, oh, I'll take it down. So I just took it down. And, you know, things go viral and they get crazy. And my bosses at CBS at the time like, what are you doing? And I was like, it's just a tweet. Doesn't Nobody got hurt by it. I didn't choke anybody out. So I called my friend Rick Buecher because Buke, going back to our days at ESPN, he had, a, he had a line to Kobe. When Kobe was first wanted to be traded, he talked to Buke. Um, 
Buker had done a great job of establishing a relationship. I used to mess with him. That Traveling to watch college hoops this winter? No, you got to stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each hotel has a unique look, inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get graduate hotels and all the cool specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores. They're all in hometowns of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels has over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So the odds are there's one out there where you're going, especially games and big conferences. Check out all the graduate locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off a stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You could barely see Kobe's lips moving when Rick Buecher talked, but he thought it was funny, and I knew that was my best way into Kobe. So I called him, and I was like, hey, man, can you give me Kobe's number? He's like, why? I was like, I put out a tweet, and he's like, oh, I saw it. It was funny. I go, yeah, I'm not sure Kobe thinks it's funny, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apologize in a text. Yeah, he's like, just text him. He, he's a text guy. So I text him. We text back, and I was like, hey, man, just want to tell you I have put out a tweet. 
Um, I wouldn't. I I didn't. It, it there was a little bit of truth to it because our kids had gone. Our kids had gone to school together for a year at uh, a school called Harbor Day, and Gianna was very little at the time. Like in, uh, I'm gonna say second grade, our girls were all together in second grade. And I have I have twin daughters, exact same age, and so when we knew each other a little bit, um, anyway, I was like, hey, sorry. He was like, no, he texted me back, no problem at all. Don't worry about it. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more, surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. So fast forward two years later from that point, and I actually moved back to Orange County. And the reason we moved back to honestly renting the same house we had rented the time before was we wanted, because we're moving so much with our kids, we wanted them to be in the same school. So my daughters got back into Harbor Day. My son did not, and uh, just because they didn't have space. And all was good. And I kind of reconnected. They have a big opening kick, uh, uh, picnic or whatever, and Kobe was there. And he had a – the year that we were there before was the year he tore his Achilles tendon, and he was always at the school, always, always, always. And so um, it was interesting that, like, my daughters, who didn't know anything about Kobe Bryant, just knew Kobe because he was always around, like, serving lunches at their school, like, one day a week. And, like, field trips occasionally go on. And, you know, he started running Mamba Volleyball back then for his older daughter. Anyway, um, so I said hi to him and... You know, we explain, exchanged pleasantries, and Rob Palinka's kids also go to that exact, go to that school as well. And this is this is going back. This is uh, I don't know, was it three years ago? Yeah, almost two and a half years ago. So uh, we started kind of a text relationship, and Gianna asked my daughter Harper to play on Mama's basketball team. And I think they played a PE. And Harper was super intimidated by Gianna in basketball. She's like, Gianna is the nicest kid ever. And just for the record, so people understand, there are kids that are sons and daughters of uh, of rich, important people that are jerks. They're little assholes, right? Gianna Bryant is not among those people. She was a sweetheart. Like, I had two daughters there. Uh, both one was definitely getting a little bullied. Um, one was kind of getting bullied and Gianna was the one who, she's the kid who like you see in an after school special, like she would step in and this is again, per my girls, she would step in and say like, no, this is, you're not going to treat anybody poorly. Like she's, she's a, she was a great kid. Great. Um, and apple trees make apples, right? So it speaks to Vanessa, it speaks to Kobe and how they raised her. Of course, she's my daughter Harper would say, like, I'm not playing basketball with Gianna because when you play with her during PE, she's like a different person. Like, she flips the switch. Kind of like, remember um, Over the Top? Remember Sylvester Stallone's character in Over the Top? Like, when he turned his hat to the back, he'd become a different guy. That's how Gianna Bryant was when she played, bas- played basketball. 
So she didn't play the basketball team. She kind of kicked herself for it. And then, you know, if you know anything about Mamba, early on when it started, you know, it was just a bunch of girls from Harbor Day and Newport Beach, and it was just a little club team, and they got smashed by another team. And Kobe was, he wasn't embarrassed that they got smashed. It was that they didn't know how to play basketball. Like, he's like, they're not playing, ba- like, anybody who's watched AU, it's like, you know, if, if a team's bad, you can't drill, you can't pass, you can't shoot, just doesn't look right. And he was like, okay, we're not playing in any tournaments. We're going to do six months, five days a week of just teaching you how to play. And then we'll play tournaments. And so that's what happened. That's how Mamba, the basketball thing, started. And obviously Gianna, you practice that much. He hired Christina Mauser, Mauser, who was the PE teacher, to be one of her coaches. He hired other coaches as well to come in and work with his, his girls. And soon enough, they became the best team in Southern California, the same team that beat them by 40, they smashed by 40 like the next time they played. So our friendship started really because our kids went to the same school and he was like, hey, you know, Harbor Day dad, we should get, we should get together with a bunch of Harbor Day dudes. And all the parents there are really pretty cool. And so first it was like, hey, we got to arrange schedules. And then I actually, we took one of my daughters, Grace, out of the school. She was struggling academically. And then Harper didn't love, like, the social scene just because she didn't play basketball with Gianna. So her friend group was, like, one or two other girls. And she's just like, I, I want to go to a big public school. Anyway, so I was – part of me was a little embarrassed. I'm like, does he want to get together with me just because my kid goes to school with this kid? Or do we have a re- re- legit relationship? And I actually texted him and asked him and said, hey, dude, just so you know, like, I think we're pulling my girl out of, of Harbor Day. He's like, yeah, we're still good, though, right? I was like, yeah. So – Anyway, spring of now spring of 2018 or maybe 19, I don't remember. Um, I remember getting a text from him because we had we had talked a bunch on text, couple uh, once on the phone, a couple times in person at events, and we're like, we got to get it together, get drinks. Sends me a text, like, and we had missed each other in other texts in terms of getting together. There's a place called Javier's. If you listen to Jim Rome show, Jim kind of made the thing popular. Um, it's, uh, uh, it's now become a chain. It's a high end Mexican place, good drinks. And Kobe has his own drink, the Mamba there. So he's like, Hey, Javier's like seven thirty. So here's my, I'm not going to tell you everything that happened, but, um, this is like a night with Kobe, just me and him. So my wife is a little weirded out by it because she's like, why does he want to? <laughs> why does he want to talk to you? I'm like, I don't know. The guys get together and have drinks. She's like, I don't. I, they, I, why would he just want it? Like, he has friends. You're not his friend. I was like, we've actually been kind of friends. She's like, text friends. That's not a real friend. I was like, all right, fine. So I assumed I'm going to show up. There's be a bunch of some other, like, Harbor Day dads, some other dads. I know a couple other dudes that are, you know, like, um, one of the guys that died, Altabelli. Alto is like, everyone knows him. He's been the junior college baseball coach at OCC, Orange Coast College, forever. Like, I just figure I'd walk into a room and there'd be those kind of guys, and we'd all be bullshitting, having a couple of drinks. So I walk into Javier's, and I was like, hmm, I'm going to go to the bathroom first. Now, you might be asking, like, why would you go to the bathroom first? Well, I just thought, like, if I get engaged in a conversation with Kobe Bryant, like, I don't want to have to go pee. And, like, then you know how guys are. Like, you lose your train of thought. You move on, somebody else at the table, the conversation never starts again. I'm not a clinger. I just, the reality of, I would have to pee at some point. So I remember going pee, washing my hands and walking out and expecting to walk into the back part of Javier's and there'd be a bunch of dudes there. And it's like Kobe Bryant sitting by himself, almost like it was a blind date. And uh, we talked for, we talked for hours. And the conversation started talking about basketball and about how basketball should be taught. And so I said, you know, he told me a little bit about when he first started playing in Italy and how he was taught. And he didn't really know. He knew my dad had been an AU coach locally, but he didn't know, like, man, my dad coached in college and all the different ties. And um, so we just started talking about teaching kids. And, and this is where, like, he kind of won me that night. Like, he had already won me over based upon his text and the fact he was just, he he started to become like an, 
he's still a superstar, and superstars do things just differently. But there was a real human being and a pretty good. And I was like, man, this guy's a good dude. Like we started talking about how to how to coach and how to teach kids. And and here's kind of my story. So when we moved back to Orange County, I wanted my son to get in some workouts. And there's a guy named Shay Freeze, who uh, Shay is a, works for Bill Duffy. He's a very good workout coach. He's a good basketball player in his own right. I think D3 up in uh, Washington. And he was running a program called Point Break. So um, my longtime friend Dylan Rigdon, who played at UC Irvine and at Arizona and then played in Australia, he has uh, two older kids. A kid named jo- his son Joaquin is like two years older than my son. He was like, hey, Joaquin goes to this point break, bring Hayes to a workout. So I go, and they were really good, but their teams were shit. Like, they literally, every tournament they play in, they'd get beat by 30, 40 points because they couldn't pass, and they couldn't play together. And, yeah, they could all Euro step, and they had some advanced moves, but they didn't pivot well. And, you know, after doing this for like two months, three months, and Hayes played up and played in a couple games, and Hayes wasn't very good at the time. Full disclosure, uh, Shay texted me after a workout, and he's like, what'd you think? And I was like, well, Shay, when are you going to do passing? When are you going to do pivoting? When are you going to do, you know, some of their work on their defensive form and their positioning? It's like, should we do that? Like, yeah, it's actually the first. They just skip steps. It's like they taught kids how to run and forgot that you have to walk first or even crawl before you walk. So I kind of took over and started coaching a team, and we started competing and winning. And then fast forward to the next year, Shay struggled to get a gym. And so I got a gym and eventually kind of absorbed the program, turned it into my dad's namesake, which was Branch West. And now we have workouts. So I was telling Kobe, like, dude, they don't know how to pivot. They don't know how to pass. They don't know how to screen. And here we are teaching them how to fucking Euro step, you know, and how to do all this fancy shit that they see in transition in the NBA Play downhill. Like, you can't play downhill if you can't break a press. Can't play downhill if you don't know how to actually set a ball screen. You know, can't play downhill if you can't play without the ball as well as with the ball in terms of spacing and getting your feet ready and your hands ready and your body ready for the ball when you catch and you can shoot. And he's like, exactly. So he started telling me his story. We started, we're talking ball. Then he like switches to talking about the wizarding series or whatever it's called. And look, you know, when you sit with somebody, you're like, oh, God, this guy's way smarter than me. And I like to think that I'm pretty smart guy. I do like being in rooms where I'm, not, I'm the dumbest guy in. I was the dumber guy in the conversation. Because in the midst of talking about basketball, talking about kids, talking about life, getting to know each other. And by the way, I just want to full disclosure. The first thing I said when we first started talking was, hey, I don't know if you remember, but I sent you a text about a tweet that I had. And go back in the I can't breathe. And he looked at me. Do you remember the? Do you remember the Kobe Jalen Rose commercial where he ordered eighty one olives? And he's no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, there was. Hey, are you traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, you should do yourself a favor and do what I do, which is stay at graduate hotels. You know, Bridgestone Arena and Target Center. Their, their hotels are both really close to the tournament venues. And they're obsessed with college sports just like me. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and the local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school mascots, colors, whatever. Why would you stay anywhere else? You know, graduate hotels are the perfect spot the next time you go to see a game. There's over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. And odds are wherever you're going, especially if you're taking a college trip with your kids, upcoming conference tournament, or just a big college game, you can check them all out at graduatehotels.com. And here's the ultimate win. My listeners can get 30% off with the promo code Doug. That's Doug. Good at any graduate hotel. Remember, you can book today, and here's how you do so. 30% off with the promo code Doug at graduatehotels.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. 
smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The before that, Jalen's like, hey, I said that I put this thing out on Twitter. He's like, man, I don't pay attention to that shit, right? He, it was the exact line. That's exactly what he said to me. He's like, seriously, I don't care. Like, I wouldn't have invited you to drinks if I gave a shit about a tweet three years ago about I can't breathe. Don't care. Like, cool. Whew. So, um, he switches to talking about his books, podcasts, movies, his vision for this thing. And I was like, you had a lot of time to think about this. He's like, I, I don't know. how. Like, I'm a storyteller. This was when I was in school. Like, I could I was I want to be like an English teacher, write books or whatever. And one of his I, I mentioned there's five movies that was because at some point in the conversation, like, what are your five favorite movies? And there's like Godfather. There was um, uh, Steel Magnolias, which I was like, really? Harry Potter. Um, I'll remember the other two in a second. But I remember Harry Potter, and he's like, I'm telling you, this should be bigger than Harry Potter because there's so many... He was telling me about these different worlds and different wizards and different age groups it sells to and how it could eventually be an amusement park. And I was like, dude, you've really thought this thing out. He's like, what do you think I do all day? I go, I don't know. What do you do? He's like, I get up at 4 in the morning. I go work out at Equinox. And, you know, um, he takes his older daughter, works out with him. And then he comes back and um, he has breakfast and he helps you know get the kids up and ready and go to school and then he goes to his office and he works, you know and he's a, got he's a venture capitalist as well as he's got the books and the podcast and then he's also got Mamba and he does this other investments. So I was like, dude, this guy's unbelievable. And like I said, like the more you know how guys can use big words and they're not really smart and they use them out of context. So Kobe Bryant, we're having all these conversations and people come up and everyone who works at the restaurant is bilingual. Guess who else is bilingual? 
Kobe Bryant, right? So, like, it's one thing to order a mamba and say, you know, dos mambas, por favor. But, like, to have a full-on conversation with guys that work on the restaurant in Spanish and then turn around and be right back in the conversation about the Wizarding series or whatever, you're like, holy shit, this dude's brain is on fire. Meanwhile, I got, like, four drinks in me, and I, I'm just sitting here going, I can't believe I'm talking to Kobe Bryant. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but Mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like Mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this... And connect with this. We reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. So we talked about basketball. We started talking about LeBron. We started talking about Mike. I shared this story on radio. It's a, this is He said this to me several times about how um, the mom mentality is also kind of a derivation of some of the things he read about warriors and samurais and Phil Jackson actually taught him. And he, he's like, you know, the, the thing that I learned from Phil and through all my studies and reading is like when you're at war, it's full scale psychological warfare, right? Like any of these leaders of countries, even our own, in order to get all the soldiers to buy in, it's full-scale psychological warfare. He's like, I believe that in basketball. I was like, all right. He's like, that's why I could, that's why Mike knows he can't fuck with me. I was like, what do you, what do you mean Mike can't fuck with you? Like, he's Michael Jordan, dude. And, and at this point, one, we'd established a friendship. Two, I had some drinks in me. He had some drinks in him. And, you know, I was like, look, dude, I love you. I think you're an unbelievable, you know, top 10 all-time player. But you tried to talk and walk like Michael Jordan and play like Michael Jordan. Like, let's be honest, Mike's the GOAT. He's like, yeah, okay. But he can't fuck with me because I would use full-scale psychological warfare. I said, Kobe, what are you going to say to Michael Jordan that hasn't already been said in terms of trash talk? He's like, you know, his dad loved Larry Moore. I was like, what? <laughs> what? He's like, you know, Larry. I was like, yeah, Larry Jordan, his younger brother was only, uh, his older brother was only six feet tall. Mike was the only guy who sprouted up in his family. It's like, yeah, he's like, it was always a thing that Mike thought his dad loved Larry Moore. And he probably treated him that way because Larry never grew. He didn't have the God-given gifts that, that Mike had. I was like, so you would say that? He's like, yeah, full skill psychological warfare. I was like, wow. So we started talking about LeBron, and he's like, yeah, LeBron, you know, he wants to have this mentality, but it's just not in his makeup. Like he just, he just isn't, he ain't like us all the time. And he's broke through some of it, but he hasn't always broken through. He's like, and he's like, I've never had the problem 
taking the big shot or missing the big shot. That didn't bother me. He's like, where LeBron, like, he, he gets the most joy out of making, having somebody else make the shot. He's like, which I'm just, that is just not how I'm wired. We're wired so differently as people. But he also told me that, like, look, I told LeBron, and this was, LeBron was playing in the NBA Finals for, with, the, with the Cavs at, the point, at that point in time, or close to playing. He's like, dude, I told him he needs to get in the post more. You know, he needs to roll down to the post. He needs to simplify his game, really work on just playing out of the post, passing out of the post, scoring out of the post. He's got to become a bucket, get, get, his, get a fadeaway going, use his body, like play from the elbow as well. And then he started talking about other guys in the NBA that he kind of like secretly works with. And this is probably the part that you're starting to hear stories about on social media. That Kobe Bryant, who most people, uh, half America thought was an asshole for a long time, and he probably, maybe was. Like, if you were 17 years old and you're a kid and a millionaire and son of a pro and all of a sudden you're playing in L.A. with Shaquille O'Neal, like, you'd probably be a jerk sometimes too, right? You'd probably be entitled. Why wouldn't you? Like, the world fell at your feet. We watched him grow up and evolve. But he also did a lot of things for people and he wanted nothing in return, but he wanted no PR. Like, there's stories coming out about going and seeing sick kids at cancer wards, but he told, would tell the parents... Uh, you know, like, listen, this is not about PR. This is about your kid. There's lots of stories like that. The same is true with the workouts with players and the texts with players and the calls to players. Like, he loved ball. He'd watch it, and then he'd send a guy a text. Here's something I saw. And, like, anybody who sees a text from Kobe Bryant's going to read it and, like, damn. Hey, are you traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, you should do yourself a favor and do what I do, which is stay at graduate hotels. You know, Bridgestone Arena and Target Center, their their hotels are both really close to the tournament venues, and they're obsessed with college sports just like me. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and the local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school mascots, colors, whatever. Why would you stay anywhere else? You know, graduate hotels are the perfect spot the next time you go to see a game. There's over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. And odds are, wherever you're going, especially if you're taking a college trip with your kids, upcoming conference tournament, or just a big college game, you can check them all out at graduatehotels.com. And here's the ultimate win. My listeners can get 30% off with the promo code Doug. That's Doug. Good at any graduate hotel. Remember, you can book today, and here's how you do so. 30% 30% off with the promo code Doug at graduatehotels.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. 
BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Kobe Bryant's watching my game. I would guess there are 50 guys in the NBA that have text saved on their phone from Kobe Bryant where he's like, dude, you need to do this more. You need to do that. Or now that he had Mamba Academy, they start working together. He just did things like that, which brings me around to why he was never on the podcast. When LeBron signed with the Lakers, Kobe came on. I was guest hosting the Dan Patrick show, me and Jason Smith. And I text him like, hey, dude, I, this is not why we're friends. Will you come on? He's like, absolutely. And then I just didn't want him to ask him the podcast because that wasn't why we were friends. I didn't want to use a friendship. Not that people who are on the podcast aren't really friends. They are. But I don't know. I just felt weird about it. I just felt like I would be that guy who is only befriending Kobe Bryant and sending, you know, he's sending me videos of different sets they're running out of Triangle and new things that he's putting in, you know, because... I want him on my podcast to get downloads, to make more money. Like, I just didn't, that's not how I want it, want it to be. Um, so now I sit here, I don't know, five days removed from Kobe Bryant's helicopter crashing and him tragically dying with eight other people, several others who uh, somebody in my family knew really, really well. And I'm bummed because I could have had a great, audio record of just an interesting conversation. I don't know. I'm, I've been really sad with this. And I, again, I'm not going to lie to you. I was not best friends with Kobe Bryant. I never went over to his house. He never came over to my house. Although he was, it was at one point in time, there was a text from him. It was like, when we, when are we getting the invite to watch games at your house? And, you know, we bought a house like a year ago, two years ago, and we've been in the process of redoing it. And the last thing we want is like Kobe Bryant coming over <laughs> during a remodel, right? But he would be cool. He'd be fine. So th- there's other stuff. Um, he, he was interesting in that he really understood the psychology of players. He, he, he liked Shaq, and I think Shaq understood. I think at the end of the day, I don't know if Shaq actually understands why they, the Lakers chose him over Shaq. Um, I think most of the basketball world does. Shaq was great. Shaq was dominant. Shaq could have been the best player in the history of the NBA, but Shaq likes to have fun, likes to have a good time, you know, would work in bas- on basketball in basketball season, whereas Kobe, like this, he was a professional basketball player, he was a licensed killer, and he spent the off season thinking about how he's going to kill people in the regular season, where Shaq would use training camp and early season to get in shape, that's why he wasn't the league's MVP often, even though he was the most dominant player in the league, and he kind of worked together for a long, long time. Obviously, some of the comments that they made about each other started to, to, to break, started to make a fissure within, within the two. So um, maybe I've rambled on this, but I'll tell you this. Like, one, he loved basketball. Kobe Bryant loved, understood basketball. It wasn't the only thing he wanted to do in this next version of himself, but he really loved the art of what basketball is. He was kind of a recluse. He was a bit of a loner. He was a little awkward. He did have a tendency to befriend the bottom guy in the totem pole, maybe because that guy 
would never kind of challenge his authority? I, I don't know. Um, I didn't get a chance to know him well enough where I could ask him why he was how he was earlier in his life. I can also tell you this. When I was young and at ESPN, like I had a friend of mine who's a, an agent at Endeavor say like, you know, Gottlieb, I kind of like, I really like you now. I met you when you were like 28, 29 at ESPN, and I didn't like you. I'm like, I feel like I've been the same guy. He's like, nah, you're much better now. I think the same could be said for Kobe. Right? Maybe that's what I see in him. Maybe that's what we all see in him is he was a guy who went from being sometimes a punk, sometimes entitled, sometimes aloof, to a dad. And the dad of girls, which I have twin girls that are 13 years old. And not only that chill you out, it gives you a different perspective and you become much more relatable. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. You know, I'll share with you more in future podcasts about him. Um, I don't think the logo of the NBA should change for Kobe Bryant. And this is not to say he wasn't a great player. But, uh, you know, like if it's not going to be Jordan, um, why, Jerry West's logo is perfect. Jerry West is the only player in the history of the NBA to be the, to the, the finals MVP and his team not win. That's how good he was. And he averaged 40 points a game in, the, in that. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's knee-jerk, but it is. It's, he was the generation's Jordan. And one of the things that LeBron has fought is how Kobe was, how Jordan was, was how I grew up the best player was supposed to be. And, and here's what I mean. Kobe would guard the other team's best player, and he wanted the ball and was willing to take and even miss the game-winning shot. For, for the life of me, as long as I've played basketball, once you start playing pickup, you know, you get to a pickup game, and anybody's ever played ball with Magic, Magic Johnson's you know, the greatest Laker ever, unbelievable passer, but Magic Johnson at the end of a pickup game, at the end of an NBA game, you gave the ball to Magic, and he was going to go make a play. The bank shot in Boston, the hook shot in Boston. Uh, obviously, Magic was a great passer, but he was a licensed killer at the end of games. And Magic was a bad defender, but he wasn't afraid to guard whoever the other team's best player was. That's what we were taught great, the greatest of great do. That's what Jordan did. That's what Bird did. That is, frankly, what Kobe Bryant did. And so what LeBron has fought is, like, LeBron's like, look, I'll take whatever the best shot is. I love creating shots for other people. You double-team me, and that's hard. And, and there have been times when he hasn't guarded the other team's best player, or he has, and he got lit up by Kevin Durant. But I, I think it's that's part of the mentality of the true basketball alpha and why he is so admired by NBA players because he was fearless at both ends, even to a fault when he would take bad shots like Game 7 of the NBA Finals. I can't attest to how he was every hour of every day or how he treated you. But I do. I live in a community that I shared with with Kobe Bryant, and um, he had some run-ins with parents, as anybody who runs an AU program does. But I do believe that he had the best intentions at heart. Of hey, if you're in, you're in. If you're not, you're not. I mean, one. You, there's a couple of girls that he he cut from the team because whether it's injury or other sports, they weren't making practices. And um, 
I actually understand it. Like, I would love to do that with my program for some of these kids. I just, my program is in it. I don't have his unlimited resources. I don't have, you know, 10 kids that I can go to the, you two. You can't show up. You're out. You don't play. I would like, you know, a lot of people would like to run their AAU program the way that Kobe did. We just don't have the resources. Need the kids. You know, can't bid a do to kids, or that's not. And I'm and I'm a pretty hard line guy. Um. So I can't vouch for him in every aspect of his life. I can tell you this: he impressed me as a guy. He was incredibly bright. He loved basketball. Loved, loved basketball. Um, and the Mamba mentality was more than I want to take and make the big shot. To me, the Mamba mentality was really this quote, uh, which I saw and I'm just, I continue to kind of marvel in. This is from Kobe Bryant. I have self-doubt. I have insecurity. I have fear of failure. I have nights when I show up at the arena and I'm like, my back hurts, my feet hurt, my knees hurt. I don't have it. I just want to chill. We all have self-doubt. We don't deny it. You don't deny it, but you don't capitulate to it. You embrace it. I, I, I try and teach my kids about that as well. With Same thing with jealousy. Like, jealousy is not a, bad, not a terrible thing, and it's, you can't deny that you have it. It's what does jealousy make you do? Does it make you do something mean to somebody else, or does it make you work hard so that you can get what they have? Right? It's okay to be jealous. That's all right. Does that fuel you as motivation? You know, does... Uh, insecurity fuel you or does it make you shut down? That's the, the true mama meant. That's the true mama mentality, you know, because Kobe as a player could be selfish, could be self aggrandizing, could be arrogant and aloof. But the good parts of Kobe and the parts that came out more and more were about work ethic, about finding a way to use what other people see as negatives to fuel you to ultimately become a positive. And, uh, look, we have lots of athlete post-career success stories like LeBron will eventually be. And there's champions in business. Shaquille O'Neal is a champion in business. Drew Brees and Peyton Manning, champions in business. And there are more, plenty more, where they use their money and their wealth to buy into other businesses and they create ridiculous generational wealth if they didn't already have it. That stuff is amazing. But to me, what... What made Kobe special is it wasn't even it wasn't about buying Burger Kings or buying Chick-fil-A's or whatever. It was about creating a business from nothing, making it into something. And then like that is that shit is hard. And he was just like with the AU program, just like with the Lakers. He was an all in guy. He was the word I like to use. And I if you ever describe me as indefatigable, which is. Not fatigable. <clears throat> That's how you describe Kobe Bryant. That's how I want to be described. That's how you describe Kobe Bryant. And again, I can't vouch for him in all aspects of life. I can only tell you in my interactions as a person that wasn't a Kobe guy. Not, not, not a Shaq guy. I understood that he had more value for longer because he got more juice out of the orange than Shaq could ever get. Uh, I thought he was a pretty good dude. A really good dude. I consider him a friend. I'm super sad for... Everyone who lost somebody, my, my daughter lost a best friend on that helicopter, and um, I know Rob Palinka lost a best friend, and I, I know that my friend Miles Simon, who you heard in this past, he lost an absolute idol in Kobe Bryant who had become a friend as well. Uh, and I know there's lots of people who grew up watching basketball who are just crestfallen that you're not going to chance to see Kobe Bryant courtside with Gianna, and she was going to be a special player. Um, the only thing I can do is share the story with you. I'll share with you one more thing, and then we'll wrap the pod. I asked him, I was like, what's the greatest thing you've ever done in basketball? And he goes, you know, people always said that I didn't make anybody better. That was the thing. I don't make guys better. And he's like, how did Derek Fisher do when he left? And he started going through the different guys, you know, and... Did Lamar Odom ever win? Was Lamar Odom ever focused unless he played with us? And then he said, you know, Pau Gasol, excuse my language, Pau Gasol, this is from Kobe. Pau Gasol, people around the NBA thought he was a pussy. Comes and plays the Lakers. He said, people said, you can't win a championship with Pau Gasol. He's too soft. And you know what? 
won two championships with Pau Gasol. So he's like, my, the greatest thing is, it's no different than LeBron. You want other, to see other people succeed. Look at Lamar. Look at Fish. You know, look at Pau Gasol and the success that they had as part of our championship runs. It's pretty amazing. It's a really good point. I'll share with you more thoughts of Kobe on our next pod. In the meantime, get in the gym. Get in the gym. Overcome your own insecurity. And love ball the way that Kobe loved ball. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 